All right. Hey, what's going on, Try Hard Podcast listeners? I'm back with another episode. I think it's been like a week or something since I last, uh, I think I, it was an interview with us. Uh, actually, it was with Fire. So uh, we're back for another episode. Like I said, I'm trying to keep this constant as far as uh, the content I'm giving you guys on this uh, on this podcast. I don't want to just be me and, and rambling on. I want it to be actual interviews with players. So uh, today I, I got I got one of those for you guys. Uh, I've been trying to get this dude on for a, for a little bit now, and finally we got it figured out. It's the it's the off season, so you know people's schedules are a little easier to work with. So uh, today this guy he's a pretty well known. I mean he's more one of the more well known players in the Call of Duty scene. Um, you could call him an amateur, but he's really not an amateur. He's more of you know if you, you this guy you know who he is. So say what's up to Christopher. Duarte, aka Parasite. What's going on, bro? What's up, man? How's it going? Shit, bro. I'm happy, happy to have have you here. Finally, I've, <clears throat> we've been going back and forth in DMs for like the last like month, and finally got you in here. Uh, how, how's, <laughs> how's the off season treating you? Um, pretty boring, honestly. I mean, I've just been like trying to keep busy, yeah. and the only thing that's like really like been like super exciting is I played like a Warzone Twitch Rivals tournament. I think oh, like two yeah, days ago. Yeah, yeah, you won that, right? Yeah, and I won it. It was 10 racks each. So I was like pretty happy about that because I got invited like a week before and I was like, I don't ever play Warzone tournaments. Let's see yeah, how this goes. Yeah, I remember I, I seen that on the, on the timeline. I was like, whoa, I'm like, what? Parasite's nasty at Warzone too? Did you expect to win that or was it just kind of like, you're just like, fuck it, I'll play like whatever? No, I didn't expect to win. Honestly, I like, I thought we would place in the money because the prizing is pretty deep, but yeah. we got really lucky. Like, Every single because I don't play Warzone a lot, but like I've played it enough that like I understand all like the super like the hot spots and stuff like that. And every single one of our games that we took off in ended in like places I was familiar with. They yeah. started like the the initial like starting plane was in places I was familiar with. It wasn't like anything any weird circles or zones. So I literally we just capitalized on that and we won. Like I was like, okay, what the hell? Is that easy? But I mean, it's really not. Like it was. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like you know luck that comes you know. And and that that was uh, Victor or whatever, right? One of those tournaments. No, no, no. It was a uh, Twitch Rivals. Oh, Twitch Rivals. Well, shit, that's still. I mean, that's that's like a that's not like a everyday fucking Twitter tournament. Yeah. That's like yeah, a, it was shit. it was a hundred it was a hundred k prize pool like for everyone. Whoa, so shit. So, so yeah, so everything everything just worked out perfect, and you came out with the dub. Oh yeah. <laughs> After you won, were you like shit? Should I start playing Warzone more or what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but at the end of the day it's something i don't really enjoy too much so we'll, yeah. we'll play a little bit but i'm more focused on cold cold war coming up so so um yeah let's jump over to let's jump over to cold war what did you think of the alpha beta and all that shit how did you feel about that um the potential of the game is there like i like the i like the gun mechanics time to kill felt good um it didn't feel like it was one of those like weird abusive CODs like Black Ops 4 yeah. felt less. I mean, the alpha was kind of scary, but the beta felt better. Yeah. They still can tweak a lot of the movement stuff. And obviously, the, I think my main concern is like maps. If the maps are weren't yeah. the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll you can't judge that until the game comes out. But other than that, gun mechanics are fun. Uh, I like how there's like no flinch. That means like aiming at the head is actually yeah. like, a skill. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I don't know. It was, it was it was fun. I see the potential in the game. I'm just hoping it it it's it's going to be good with the maps and the game on PC runs like a lot better too. Does it? Yeah, that that was really the only thing I got from there. Like from the beta was um, the the maps were obviously not. Hopefully, none of those maps. Other than like uh, I like that Moscow map, even though it was really it's really really fucking big. But I like the feel of that. But all the all the other ones weren't. Uh, I didn't really really enjoy too much but yeah the in in my opinion the the beta felt felt pretty good if it, like you yeah. said it has a, has a lot of potential to be a a good one good thing i'm guy. scared about the one thing i'm scared about is that i think they were making the game with like 66 and 5v5 in mind is it, and then, that's why and the then, map was so wide you think yeah and yeah. then they decided hey let's you know, we're switching to 4v4 this year when the yeah. development cycle was basically almost done if not done like yeah so, so maps might be kind of large i think yeah, so it might be kind of a little. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and I mean, you can't. A lot of like a lot of the casual fan they don't understand. Like these developers, like they're at they're at the freaking realm of uh of, of Activision. Activision at the drop of a dime can say, "Hey, this is what we're doing for competitive," and it's just like the developers kind of have to hurry up and like figure out, all right, how can we make these you know maps or guns more you know viable for the competitive scene, um, but. 
from 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 the looks of it and from just the actions that the developers have been taking it's it looks like they're they're on board with with making making this a good year for competitive yeah i think i think they're willing to work with us yeah. a lot more than usual i mean treyarch is always good about it but that's true yeah like i, I don't know i iw i just felt like i felt i felt bad for them just because the, the game was just not competitive wise it just didn't I don't know. I, I had mixed feelings about. I didn't. Me personally, I didn't like Modern Warfare, but competitive. It was just like I felt like you played a new game every time you every time you turned your fucking PS4 on. You know what I mean? It was like a new fucking game. And yeah. It was, like, it was very inconsistent. Well, a lot of things are like the game was nerfed and buffed based on Warzone. So yeah. a lot of the stuff that we ended up having to deal with was because of Warzone. Like they nerfed they nerfed certain things because of it, and it was just lame. Yeah, that's. That's uh, that's crazy to do that, especially, especially with Modern Warfare being, you know, the. And this is my theory too with that game was, I I because what I think it's pretty well known the the league the CDL it was kind of a rushed it was rushed right I don't think it was supposed to, like as far as the first year I don't think Modern Warfare was meant to be the first year of uh of like the actual league, just so that so I it made me feel bad for the for IW even though, you know. They could have they could have done some better things as far as listening to the competitive community, but it was like they were kind of in a, they were in a rough spot on like being able to do anything you know at at that time, and it's just like I felt like they just said you know what there's not much we can do fuck fuck you guys fuck the competitive scene we're just gonna do what pretty much what we think is right you know what I mean and I don't, I don't feel bad for them yeah, yeah exactly I was gonna say the, the entire community they deserved it like yeah the entire flag they got for multiplayer like, was, was yeah. warranted like there was a lot of things that didn't get attention until Warzone streamers brought up like MP5 was That's a thing that yeah. like everyone wanted to you know was should have yeah. been nerfed everyone was complaining yeah. about a four sub meta and it didn't get nerfed until Warzone streamers started abusing it like it yeah. was it's literally fucking embarrassing so, yeah, I don't feel bad for them. They just yeah. they didn't listen to us whatsoever. They're one of the um, only developers, by the way, that doesn't follow a lot of pro players. Like if you go, if you like, if you like go to like their um the developers and like look at their following, they don't yeah. follow like that many pros. Like at least yeah. IW doesn't. Yeah, yeah. But so they they were pretty much they were, yeah they they wanted nothing to do really with with competitive. So it is where it is. But now but now we're you know at this point with with Treyarch, they're. I mean, they're, it's almost instantly they 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 respond to any, you know, if, any, if, there, if there's any big problem that they've missed and the community gets behind it, they immediately uh, you know address it and say, hey, how can we fix this? What? So just off of that, just off of the dialogue that they're giving, that they're going back and forth with the community, it seems like Cold War is going to be you know a more a more competitive friendly game. Yeah, that's because um, the main focus is multiplayer. Yeah, because like, so the way Warzone works, apparently, at least from my knowledge, is the stuff in in uh, Cold War yeah. is just being transferred over to Modern Warfare, like the weapons and like. Oh, whatever. okay. Yeah, like they're not making a separate Warzone. So it's not going to change so, the way the Warzone looks to like Cold War. No. So they're able to just strictly focus on. on they're able to strictly focus on multiplayer, and then if um if IW or Modern Warfare or Warzone whatever wants to take assets from their game. And put them into Warzone, they can make them however they want. Oh, okay. So that, at least that, that's that's what I understand. It might I might be completely off here, but I'm pretty sure that's how it's gonna be because Warzone is gonna be its own separate client. It's gonna still be Modern Warfare Engine, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's it's always been like it's it's all it, it was insane to me to think about like them them ignoring the people who actually like the people who play their game the most. Why wouldn't you want to take their their you know opinions and actually look at them because they're literally there's they're, they're those that group of players is playing the game more than your develop more than the people who actually developed the game you know what I mean so it's yeah. like and it, it never like with what IW did it just didn't make any sense it's like bro you should be listening to these guys these guys are the ones who play this game from morning to night every day seven times a week like it's just it didn't make any sense so Treyarch they got that vision they got that thought. They're like all right, we're gonna we're gonna you know we're really gonna listen to the competitive community, and I think they're re- they're like low key. They they saw what IW did and it was like we're not we're gonna do the opposite of that. We're gonna we're gonna get this community behind us. And I mean, wouldn't it be nice to just have one fucking developer? The, you know, every every Call of Duty. Yeah, you know, it would wouldn't, be. That, wouldn't that be nice? Like just 
like I, and i get it it's a whole it's you know with activision it's money and this modern as far as modern warfare warzone saved that entire game you know what i mean like that that saved as far as being in the good graces of activision so we'll see man like i said i'm, yeah. I'm, exci- I'm excited no, for one COVID. thing the one thing that i've told the people and i think people would agree with me here is if the game developer just made a game like hypothetically made the game for competitive right but never mentioned they were making the game for competitive never said anything like that specifically i can guarantee you that the casuals wouldn't even know the difference they would just get the game and be like oh this is call of duty yeah they wouldn't be like oh this game was made for esports like what is this dude why am i playing this like yeah yeah they wouldn't be able to tell the difference whatsoever the problem is they developed the game casually and since we are the we are the player base that plays the game the most and understands it the most, we yeah. see all the we see all the BS and all the overpowered shit and all the casual stuff. And like while the while the public while the casual people they just like they just play the game for fun. They just spawn in literally with a fucking beer in hand. Literally just <laughs> after they took their kids to, to yeah, school, yeah, like and they're yeah, just hanging out playing some video games or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't understand the difference. They're just there to play Call of Duty and shoot people. Yeah. But make a game based around competitive. They won't even know that you made the game around competitive. They're just yeah. going to spawn in with their silencer weapon and shoot people in TDM <laughs> and not know the difference. Yeah. I, I remember uh, back in the day when I first get into Call of Duty, like I'm talking about 2000, 12 around there going to like college parties and there'd be like this a group of dudes just there's beer pong in the middle of the living room and somebody's playing call of duty in the side just like just casual as shit so that that's what comes into mind when you say the casual exactly like, they don't freaking care yeah, they don't care <laughs> yeah that's true so all right so we got Mo- we got call uh uh black ops cold war coming out we're excited for that how's the whole are you are you are you in the process of setting the team up or how is that situation? Are you just 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 focusing on the offseason? Are you starting to think about that? Because we're what two and a half weeks away from the game release. Are do you have a team in mind or are you you know reaching out to people? How's that all going? Yeah, I'm starting to put. I'm starting to like reach out to people, but I don't think a lot. I think a lot of people are waiting on something to happen, which I just can't talk into detail. So whenever oh, that actually oh, like, happens, oh, waiting for like uh like league waiting stuff. for league stuff, yeah. Oh, okay. And then once that stuff gets settled, um, then yeah. people will be more open to it. Yeah. However, one thing is that um, like apparently the roster lock for like the league, you have to have a team by like December. So like, yeah, theoretically, one of these like teams could just wait and just so see last, who's good last at the beginning week. of the game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know if anyone's actually willing to do that, but they could. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that is. I didn't even think of that. Think about that. That's true. It's it's kind of a, it's a we're in a weird spot because you know with the whole coronavirus and shit, like more teams. You know, the teams as far as the expansion that we expected didn't really happen. So you know, there's players that are in weird spots right now who you know thought they were going to be in the league and assumed that there would be a, a spot open now it's just like a lot of it's, it's going to be crazy this this season because there's going to be a lot of players who we all expected to be in the league who were who were in the league who are going to be like on the sidelines um just just watching or or competing the challengers like it it's, it's going to be a weird weird fucking weird uh weird year yeah challengers going to have a lot of competition yeah yeah um I I mean, are, have they even laid out a plan? As I know, they said that they're going to have like a, a a dedicated stream, right? Like an actual like broadcast, like not. Yeah. Just, all right, so yeah, I don't really know what they're going to do. Yeah, hope, I, haven't, hope, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, hopefully, I I knew I, I knew that they were actually going to do like an a real like actual broadcast with like interviews and shit like that, listenings and stuff like that. So that's from, from what I was told. But um, so. For, for right now, you're you are planning, you know, on competing in the challengers, right? Uh yeah, yeah, I am. Have now, I don't know if, if you can say this or not, have you had any talks with any league teams at all? No, not in the offseason. Zero, not at all. Now, that's something I wanted to touch on. <clears throat> Obviously, you are who you are, right? Like you got you got the resume, right? Former world champion. You've been in you've been in the scene for you know since you were in the scene before before it was a cool thing right you were in the scene you know in the beginning um you've showed especially the last the last couple of years you've really showed that you're it's like 
you're one of those weird weird vets who's like you you're still getting better right yeah and and i'm not trying to gas you because me for you for the listeners i don't know comparison like that but it's just this is the honest truth right every year you just seem as far as since you've been competing in the amateur scene challenge or whatever you want to call it you've always been right there with the top team or second best team right so how does that make you feel like knowing that you've it's like what else can you do right for someone like you you've you've won tournaments land online you're consistently placing top four all year when people say oh you gotta win you gotta win to get into the league what's the excuse like you're 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 good you're a good uh you know person to bring up when it comes to that when it's just like there's other things that that I'll hold people back, whether it's something they can't control or a friend league or whatever. How does that make you feel knowing that you have this long fucking resume, a very good resume, and and there's still not team, there's still people not reaching out to you. And it's kind of like it's we're we're to the point now where, you know, obviously, you know, from your past, you know, as far as you know, you you you've made a huge 360 with your attitude with the way you go about it without with being a teammate you know what i mean so how does that make you feel just not getting those those <laughs> offers that that i know I, I think you can i think you can i mean a lot of people could agree that you deserve those offers you know what i mean so how does that make you feel just not getting them at all it sucks <laughs> plain and simple it sucks but at the other day i don't i i can't do anything about it i just have to keep performing well and keep you know showing that you know i can compete with the best and not be an asshole and i guess just continue to show people that you know the person that i am and if you know people don't believe in the hype then i can't really control that but yeah what, um, second yeah. Really so like so what what i think you know from the people who know you from the past you know and i think you could admit this is you had you had of, of like you were just a very passionate dude right I was very passionate, but yeah. it like transitioned into being an asshole because yeah, I was so yeah, exactly. I expected what? more from people. Yeah. And when they wouldn't give it to me, I'd be so disappointed and so angry at them. But a lot of the thing is a lot of it was just I took COD seriously mm-hmm. for many people said or were serious about it. Yeah. Like I took it more serious than a lot of people, and I've been playing since Call of Duty Four. Yeah. So I took it like as as serious as like a job when I was like 15, 16 years old, while other people didn't see it that way and yeah. didn't start yeah. to see it that way until later. You you took it serious when it wasn't even a serious thing. You were that like, yo, this is you. Is that just you being a competitive person? Like you just wanted to win all the time? Yeah, I just wanted to win all the time. I wanted to be the best. Like it was just fun. It was just like, I don't know. I just had that. I just had the drive to it. Yeah. So what what happened? Because I remember when I got in, when I got in the scene of Call of Duty, you were like the when I got in, you were like like you were like the villain, right? Like you were the everyone wanted to see you lose, right? People just they had you know this you know whether because of YouTube videos or whatever they had this negative where they just wanted to see you lose. At what point did you like what what clicked in your head where you're like, hey, I need to chill out and I need to change my whole mind frame. How I'm going about this? What happened? Like, what what was situ- Was there was there an exact situation that made you like flip that switch and be like, "Yo, I need to just relax and and kind of be more of a you know be friendlier if if that's you know if that's a word." Um, it was probably. I don't think there was a specific time frame. It was more so just like I got tired of just being at the bottom and having to struggle and having to deal with other people. Yeah. Like or having to deal with like um the shitty negativity like surrounding my like persona all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember when, but it took me a while to kind of I guess grow up. Like yeah. I mean I was a very I wasn't a very sociable person as a kid. Like I literally just would go home go go to school, come home, play video games. Um my parents and stuff like that were split. So like, and they were always constantly working. So like yeah. my social life was literally primarily revolved around video games. So like, I just didn't grow up as fast as a lot of people. Yeah. I was just spoiled selfishly. I mean, I wasn't spoiled in terms of like money, but like I was spoiled in terms of like 
I just had to go to school, do well in school, and it was easy because I was yeah. a smart kid. And yeah. I could play video games all day. So yeah. I was spoiled in that sense. And I just didn't grow up, didn't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, an arrogant little kid. And I saw success really quickly yeah. uh, in my career. And like, there's that saying where it's like, um, fast success builds ego and slow success builds character or some shit like that. I mean, that's hundred percent true. Like I just went to the top so quickly that like, I just had a big ass head and it took me a very, very long time to kind of, you know, cool that down and yeah. stop like, you know, putting that out there like, an, like an asshole, like yeah. there's a difference between being cocky and confident. And I didn't like know how to, um, be, be the other or be confident. I like knew how to be cocky. Yeah. So. It took me a while. It just took me a long time to grow up. And I think that's what hurt me the most. Mm -hmm. Does it, does it get annoying? Like now, like, cause yeah, you are, I mean, everyone as, as you age, you get, you get more mature. And now, you know, from the people that I've talked to, if you know, behind the scenes that know you now, it's just like, they always say the same thing. That's, that's a, like, I don't even know who that haggy is. That's a different haggy. This dude is way different, right? So I've heard that, especially the last like two years, I've heard that constantly about you. Does it? Did you? You get annoyed that people still bring up like, oh, he burned so many bridges that this and that. You know what I mean? Do you, does that get annoying that people just can't accept like, yo, that was me then. This is me now. Like you, like does that ever get annoying to you? Yeah, it's kind of, it gets annoying. Um, I think people just have this you know huge misconception that like. A lot of the pro players and people at the top of the scene just don't like, like burn bridges in terms of like, they won't talk to me or they don't follow me. They don't even acknowledge me. That's like not true at all. I'm still yeah. friends with a lot of people or I'm just like, or, or I'm in good terms, like not maybe like super friends, like friends where I'm like close to them, but I, yeah. I'm on good terms with these, a lot of these, a lot of my peers, at least in just like a, like a personal way. And I have like actually really, you know, good friends at the top of the scene, like Krim and Clay and like a lot of like the higher up bets. I'm like good friends with those guys. Yeah. I think people just have that misconception. I think, I think people just think, Oh, you're not worth the risk because you're just not that talented. I think that's what people like see me as they're like, Oh, you're not that good. So why would we take a risk on you? when we know your personality can potentially be this. And it's just like, for one, I know I like I don't think there's a I don't think there's really a risk there because my personality and the way I like am as a teammate is just comes down to who I'm surrounded with and if they're willing to work with me and give me and like be you know have put put effort in like that's all I care about it's just everyone has to try I've worked with everyone in the challenger scene and all they had to do was try like even with like a pickup team like with Stamino and Charles and Willett and those guys I like got third in one of the challenger cups or and we arguably should have got second like yeah. And we had three days of practice and that three days of practice. So we just all put in a lot of work, like yeah. a lot of like effort. And that's what got us there. Like, it's not hard to be good at call of duty. And as long as you're a talented player that has the, has the ability to like listen and take information, it's really not difficult. So the problem is a lot of pros um, have big egos and yeah, yeah. they don't like being told what to do or not. Yeah. What to do. They don't like, they don't like people just thinking they're better than they are. that they don't like other people thinking they know they more than them. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, they, I got that. They just have big ass egos and yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people isn't, aren't willing to put that aside. And it's just hard to find people like that, that want, that will, that will like put their egos aside. And I think as a lot of, as a lot more players play in challengers this year, mm-hmm. a lot of those pros, I think a lot of, a lot more pros will start to see that in themselves. At least yeah. I hope because yeah. they're going to see that there is, you know, and, but the thing is, they're going to see there's competition on the outside. However, there's still those players. They'll be like, Oh, online, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. And they won't be, they won't, they'll just, they'll just keep that, that they'll keep that fucking attitude where they're just like making excuses for themselves where it doesn't count type of shit. If yeah. I lost, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. count. Oh, you know, I'm losing the fastball. This doesn't yeah. matter. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's how people are. That's how pros are. They just make excuses. And it's so sad because they don't mm. give credit to people and it takes so much for people to give credit to others or it takes exactly. people, it takes people to reach the bottom, literally the bottom of the barrel before they start like giving credit to those people. Exactly. Yeah. You I saw always, it with, like, the struggling yeah. league teams. They didn't pick up any super am like, like, like new am players until yeah. they were literally at the bottom and had exhausted all possibilities. Yeah. They would much rather pros would much rather 
pick up players that would screw up role role like composition on a team than pick up like somebody that's a solid amateur that would fit their role perfectly in the team yeah. that they need because yeah. they see that as like more of a risk than picking up someone who is um like who has a history even yeah. though it doesn't make sense play style wise role wise etc those would be like oh this guy has more history and more he's, success let's just pick him up no, it yeah, doesn't he, he's a pro player he's a pro player he's a exactly. pro player. Yeah, yeah. yeah it happens all the time yeah. and people always make this thing where oh ams a lot of ams gone to the scene this year mm-hmm. yeah but it didn't t- it took literally three quarters of the season and teams basically completely failing yeah like for that to happen exactly yeah they didn't yeah it took it just takes way too long yeah I I contribute that too as far as that the with the am thing as far as the pro players in in the league that are hesitant I contribute that too that's that's and I don't, I don't want to get into the whole you know the friend league thing we've had plenty of talks about that on Twitter but at the end of the day that's how a lot the majority of those teams were built right the majority of them were built Hey, let's get this player and then let's have him build the team. So naturally that player is going to pick the people that he's comfortable with or you know whoever's left, right? So that's where it's like hopefully in the next couple of years that starts changing cuz as far as like the as far as the teams that were at the bottom last year, they didn't really do much to like say hey we're going to start building for the future it's almost like okay well we're going to get rid of those players and bring on some new players that are still in the league that were already in the league and who were free agents because well they just didn't do shit but they have a name these fucking amateur players they don't even though their upside's way bigger than the guys the way, the way i see it the way i see it with the league is this is how every gm should look at it and even captains of teams yeah. if you are play, if you are teaming with a group of individuals that are subpar and have yeah. no excuses to not be subpar. Like there's players that team with literally superstars that yeah. are not performing well or are just not good. And I get it. There's other things, you know, in a team that make you perform well and there's something other than stats and stuff like that. But I'm sure with the experience that is put on some of these teams, they're smart enough to see what the issues are. Everyone, yeah. everyone at this point that is still a veteran has been playing the game for literally at least like the last four years. Yeah. If you've been playing the game for four years and can't dial in on your team's issues and just look at statistics and, and only rely on statistics, then you're a freaking idiot. Yeah but, yeah. but the point is if you're teaming with average pro players, right, that are not only putting in subpar effort, performing terribly, have superstars on their team, you have no excuses. At this point, put your big boy pants on. You've been a veteran for this scene. Speak yeah. up and get some people that are that are talented from the amateur scene, bring them up and teach them because it's not difficult to do. And the problem is a lot of people have egos and they'll be like, Oh, am stink, am stink, all this stuff. And the, yeah, ams are going to not be that good. Why? Because they're teaming with other ams and the only people they have to learn from is other ams. They're on teams full of amateurs. Yeah, yeah, they can sit there and watch VOD and stuff like that, but it's, but watching VOD and stuff like that isn't going to supplement for having an actual veteran leader, somebody that knows what they're talking about with years of experience to help them and, 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 and to, to build them there. It, it's just, it's, you can't, you can't replace that. You can't supplement that in any sort of way. But the mm-hmm. problem is people don't see that. People are like, Oh dude, AMs just suck. They're just dumb. They just make reckless plays. Well, dude, you do not realize that these guys are literally hungry to work. And on top of that, you can see the talent in them. Some of these guys yeah. have like ridiculous gun skill or they just are, they just make like, um, really like, like fast plays, like consistent plays. You can just see it. You can just see it by watching. If you're, if yeah. you're a vet, you'll know like people that are, you know, that have that talent in them, but yeah. you've got to mold them. And I yeah. don't think a lot of people are, are are those types of like leaders there's not a lot of those leaders in the scene i've had this conversation with people before where there's not a lot of people that can truly lead a team and and um, mold players in multiple game modes for an entire year you have players like crim and clay and then slasher and then cap was one of them and he's retired and then you have aches and then you have arguably arsities now and then you have people that are like 
slowly getting to that level, but it's just too slow of a process. And then you have me, but I'm obviously not a pro. So like, there's not a lot of amateurs. And I and see, I would say like accuracy could be one of those players, but Lamar is like one of those players that yeah, he's been playing for a while, but he's only been like pretty damn good at like one, maybe two titles. Like he was really good at World War II. I'll give him that. Yeah. But he wasn't the best at Black Ops Four. He was he wasn't bad. He was actually pretty good towards yeah. the end. And then in MW, he was, again, he wasn't bad, but towards the end, he got a little bit better. But he's not like a leader in like search and destroy. He's not going to be that guy that's going to like come up with strategies, mm-hmm. and, you know, come up with all this niche stuff. He's just going to easily, he can lead a team and respawn and, you know, help players in that aspect. But yeah. there's not like, like, there's not a lot of players that can do it in every aspect, like players yeah. like Slasher, Krim, Clay, um, Aches, et cetera, Arsties. Like, there's not a lot of players that are like that in the scene. And that's why, that is why it's so hard for people to bring up amateurs. And there's not a lot of people that can do it. Yeah. Because there's just not a lot of players like that or leaders like that in the scene. They, and that's they why. Just, yeah. They just don't have the mindset to like yeah. want to want to do that, period. Cause you, that's the most important. You got to have like, you got to want more. Like, here's what I always tell people. Like I, I've said this to someone else. I don't know who it was. I think it was on here. I said, you know, like where call of duty is right now. Like it's awesome. Everything that it's getting and, and all the, you know, all the hype that it's getting and, you know, the money and CDL franchise, all that, all that's cool and all, but we have to understand if you want the scene to keep on getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you got to have this, this this process of like the players have to have to be getting better and better and better, right? New blood has to be coming in, right? The older blood needs to recognize that and either, hey, I'm like like you said, I'm gonna help these dudes. I'm gonna get one or two of those guys on my team. I'm gonna I'm gonna build this team. I'm gonna make get this new generation going, and then in in return, that people you help then. In a couple of years, they're going to do the same thing, and it just keeps on rotating. And then the level of Call of Duty is going to keep on getting better and better and better. It's like the NBA and NFL. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, the the thing is, though, most of those people, most of those veterans and stuff like that, are more so worried about keeping their jobs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like yeah. I said, very few players that bring that that value of leadership, like true leadership in the yeah. scene. There's very few, and there's people that can bring it to a certain level, but not yeah. to a certain level of, you know, the highest ones like Krim and Clay. I'll just use them as yeah. an example because they've yeah. always been really good at, you know, molding talent. But yeah. there's not a lot of players that can do that at the highest level. Yeah. And the, there's the problem that you see. So when you bring in amateurs, when you bring in amateurs, right, into a team with players like Krim and Clay, those amateurs, you see the va- you you see them get better, and then you see the value of crim and clay and stuff like that. Like, like yeah. their, their 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 ceiling rises, and everyone gives them credit. They're like, oh look, they're super good leaders and stuff like that. Yeah. But then you bring in those amateurs, like let's say Vivid. You bring Vivid into a team like Gorillas, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see you see you know you see that he's a pretty damn good player yeah. with a lot of potential. But they weren't his teammates and the leaders on that team were just not able to bring that out of him into a complete level. So mm-hmm. in turn, he replaces them all. Yeah. So if you bring in those new talented players into rosters with like weak leadership and like th- that are just not stable teams, mm-hmm. that's where those pros that were on those teams they start getting replaced, and that's yeah. what that's why people don't want to pick up those a lot of those younger players. Like you'll see it, you'll see it with like the really good leaders. They'll still, they'll stay around. That's why Slasher's still around. That's why Krim and Clay are still around. Like the are like those guys are just so valuable. They can bring out the best in other people. So they will never just be replaced. They will go out on their own terms. But then you see others like players and other leaders and and mm-hmm. other pro players and veterans that just are not like they don't bring they don't bring that to a team. They don't bring that leadership aspect they don't bring like that the stuff they should bring as veterans to a team they just yeah. end up getting replaced and pushed out and that's yeah. happening that happened this year that's happening yeah. this year you know granted granted we did lose spots with 4v4 yeah like a lot of those players you would think with their history would still be like mm-hmm. at least on the team but they're not because yeah. they because people kind of see that they don't bring anything special you're not bringing anything special to a team outside of your your skill as an individual player, which is already starting to fade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what you, what you just said right there is like overall what you just said is summarizing it overall is like 
if you're not a superstar and you're not bringing something you bet, more to yeah, it, you, you bet, you're, you're, you're exactly, not going to be yeah, yeah. You, you got you got to be reinventing yourself because yes, exactly. you're, you're you're at the point where your skill is fading. I don't care what anybody says. You're getting older. Your skill is fading. You got to make yourself viable to a team. You got to make yourself uh, – the team has to look at you and say, all right, what can this guy bring other than his skill? Because he's already 26. In the I wouldn't even say their skills fading. I just think like – a lot of those players were like not the best to begin with. Yeah. And like they were, they were, they were, they were good enough, but they yeah. weren't like superstar caliber players in general, or they weren't, you know, like super top players. Yeah. So, so now that there's more new blood and coming in, they're, they're slowly getting like exposed to it in a, in a sense. And then yeah. obviously with 5v5, 5v5 was a game where it took a lot more individual talent to be good at because there was so many more variables. So, um, I'll get I'll get people the benefit of the doubt and say when it goes back to four before a lot of those you know veterans and stuff like that will have like a an easier time mm-hmm. you know managing. But at the end of the day, five v five and the way it was played and and how much like how like quick you needed to be and your decision making and your your skill need to be like it kind of just exposed a lot of people and showed that like they weren't anything special. Like you were you were you were, you were good enough to be pro, but you didn't bring anything outside of your you're already kind of average skill level to be a professional. Well, yeah, you, you, it's pretty much like I say this all the time. Everyone has a ceiling. A lot of yeah. these guys have hit their ceiling and you can move that ceiling yeah. up by adding different things. You to your have game. to reinvent yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. You so like a lot of those veterans, again, that had like that, that weren't like super good leaders or just, were just, you know, like pretty decent at the game, but they weren't anything special. You got to add something new to your game because otherwise you're getting pushed out. You got to become a leader. You got to, get that vocal touch you got to start you know playing maybe search or something like start learning more like you never can you you can never learn enough and yeah. you can always add something to your gameplay at the uh, if you if you're if you're getting older and you're just still one-dimensional like what the hell do you expect yeah exactly yeah you're gonna get replaced by these new guys that are that have more potential it's just how it is yeah and l- like i said it's like yeah, if you're not adding that extra part to your game, whatever it is, in-game leader, fucking overall team captain, whatever it is, yeah, you, exactly. You're gonna, you gotta make it so that the 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 organizations that are investing in you are looking at you and saying, "All right, this guy's a good investment he because he brings, yeah. yeah, he he, I see long-term value with him. He doesn't just bring his gameplay; he brings overall. He's he's you know he's almost like he's getting these players, these younger guys, ready for you know when he's not there or what you know what I mean. So that so that our team can consistently be uh, improving as years goes on, and yeah, a lot of the guys don't have mindset of that, but we'll see, man. The next couple of years, the next year especially, I think, I think it's going to be a big wake up call for a lot of the a lot of the pros who were in the league last year, whether it be sub spots or whatever, and now they're going to play in challengers. I think a lot of them, a lot of them think that they're going to be able to just like cruise by yeah, yeah exactly I, I think they're 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 in for a rude awakening because yeah. there's there's some fucking savages in the challengers you know what i mean yeah that have been waiting have been waiting to play these type of players yeah 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 uh, and it's definitely hard and i get online isn't the most ideal thing but if you're yeah. if you were a pro player especially at some of the level of franchise like that you were this year and got pushed out i don't care who you are you have resources to make your online gaming experience the best it can possibly be and if you are purposely not doing that because you just think you're going to cruise by challengers and then you don't, you're shooting yourself in the foot and you have no excuses. Yeah. And, I'm, I, and, and I get it. You know, online is is bullshit. And I was a part of that too this year. I was playing from the West Coast the entire fucking year. I still managed to have the best placings. I had the most team changes. I wasn't on a stable team the entire year. I had the team with Pharaoh. They got picked up by the league. I had to make, find a new team. I yeah. ended up finding a team on Wester. I play with Wester. That team ends up like splitting up. I find a new team with Goon with uh with with uh like Stamino for a bit. I find success with them. Then yeah. I find another team with freaking Goonjar. So like it's not it's not hard. Yeah. You just have to really want it and you have to not make excuses and bring more to your game than just playing and being, you know, quote unquote talented. Like it's not going to, if, if, if you're not going to survive in challengers like that, you're going to, you need to, you need to help these guys. Cause yeah, like a lot of these challengers aren't bad players and a lot of them still have experience. They're still experienced players and challengers. Don't, yeah. by, by any means, don't get me wrong. A lot of these people have been playing for a while. 
yeah. like all 18 year olds that just start playing, <laughs> but yeah. you still have to bring more to your gameplay and you cannot make excuses. And if, 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 if a lot of these pro players don't just cruise through challenges, it's going to be a rude awakening for them. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to need to wake up, like wake the fuck up. It happened to me. I ha- I had to do the same thing for multiple years. I had to learn to expect the less Mm-hmm. from uh, from like the amateurs and just be more patient and that's what i was like doing this year i was just a lot of pa- i was just really patient with people yeah yeah that's, that's how i one, found success yeah one thing i the, with the whole online thing um people keep bringing like listen call of duty is online until further notice like we're not going back to land for a minute yeah right Whatever so, you did online is completely irrelevant and doesn't really matter anymore. It's, it's a new age, a new era. Until we get back to land, which God God knows when that's going to be, right? We need to, as a community, everyone's got to shut the fuck up when it comes to that whole, oh, well, you, you can't do it on land. It, there is no land. That doesn't exist anymore. It's over. Like, th- this, is, this is Call of Duty. The comp- competitive Call of Duty is now online. So th- get used to that. You can't use that as an excuse. Um, here's, I want to ask you too about, um, about the, 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 old, you know, the pros who were in the pro league last year, who are now going to be in challengers. Do you think, and I asked silly this question and I, I asked him, I said, bro, this is before, uh, wait, they announced already, right? What? Silly. Did, did, did they announce the team he's on? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So before he announced his team, which is LA, um, I asked him, I said, bro, uh, if you don't, I just, I, I, did, I was just throwing them random questions. I'm like, if you, if you don't get picked up to, in the league, would you co- still compete in challengers? And he said, probably not. And I'm like, oh, well, why not? He goes, well, to me, that'd be, that would be uh, moving backwards. Okay. Yeah, and like, so, yeah. So I said, I said, well, you just, <laughs> well, you just work on content. He goes, yeah, probably. So it got me thinking, does it hurt players like former pros, pros who were in the league last year? Does it hurt them to like compete in challengers and like let's say they don't win? Like does that does that drop their stock? What do you think about that? If they don't perform well in challengers, yes, a hundred percent. And I think that's why a lot of people they have to take it seriously. Yeah, there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that just wouldn't want to tarnish their reputation or their legacy. Like especially people at the top. If they got pushed out, like a lot of those players wouldn't want to tarnish their reputation by playing in challengers and like, oh, you know, performing like you not you know the worry about them performing well in challengers, and that's just sad. If Justin, I can't believe Justin actually said that because I thought Justin was one of those players that like is super like passionate and grindy about the game. And like, yeah. if you're if you're truly passionate about what you do, and you get put in an unfortunate situation where you're not in the league for a year for whatever extenuating circumstances, yeah, you shouldn't just give up, especially if it's your first year of that yeah. happening. Like, he's been a pro for at least the last like three years right yeah, yeah. And he, he was he was in iw i don't remember if he was uh on a team i can't remember but yeah. he was he was definitely on a pro team in, in world war ii he, he won champs he was on a pro team in black ops 4 he was on a pro team this year if, yeah. if this is your first year if it's if, if if you're next year if like next year was your first year being an amateur because yeah. 4v4 was cut or 4v4 cut down some jobs like and you take that as a shot where like oh fuck dude i'm not good enough to compete anymore or i should right. quit and focus on something else, then you're an idiot. Like yeah, yeah. You, that just tells me you don't have, you don't have what it takes. Like yeah. you were, you're just trying to save, save face because if you're worried of, if you were, if you literally could compete against like your Simpson of Beezies and you just, you, you're scared about playing against freaking the amateurs mm-hmm. and tarnishing your legacy that way. You are, you are sad. Like, that's yeah. just, that's just pathetic. Well, yeah. And two more, more of that, it could be just like, yeah, of being being afraid that your stock is gonna drop low. You know what I mean? Like when when uh, I I don't know if Temp's on team or not or whatever. I don't know his situation, but when I when I seen that the possibility of him of Temp Donnie being in the in the challengers, I'm like, is he is he actually gonna compete in it or is he not? Because he's one of those guys who I feel like would like yeah, not that he thinks he's too good for it, but it's just almost like I feel like he would be like, nah, I don't want to I don't want to put my <laughs> my stock into that you know what i mean he's not like that he would play yeah okay yeah he's another guy who had that 360 kind of with attitude kind of in a way that you kind of did but yeah i I was uh, i was thinking about that because me and a friend were talking about that and um it just i was i was telling him i I won't be surprised if certain there's a certain amount of pro players and and i'm I'm gonna put this out there right now I'm i'm gonna say this right now going back to this whole friend league thing I can promise you there's going to be at least one or two 
players that were in the CDL league last year that have that can only that are, that aren't going to compete in any challengers because they're not on the CDL team, they'll sit out and they'll end up on a pro team. I'll put money on that. Well, I, I, mean, I, I, I probably, would, I mean, I, I would, I would agree that that probably that will happen. And if that, and when that happens, we, everybody needs to sit back and and really question that to for whatever fucking team does that because you know it's going to happen. It's going to fucking happen. It kind of happened in a certain in a certain aspect with um, John. No, no, no. I was going to say with uh, he's, he's not a team yet, so I shouldn't say that. <laughs> one second. Who did that? I don't. I don't Sorry, remember. One second, one second. I was replying something, but um, it happened with like Exceed this year. So so Exceed is now a substitute for, and he's competing in challengers. Yeah. Um, this year, correct? Yeah. And, right. Last year. He could have competed in challengers the entire year, yeah. With like Tiny, or even there was an opportunity for him to play without without Tiny, where they like they were having like some inter- internal issues. But he, rather than attempt to kind of get better and learn the game, he sat there and didn't compete and just made excuses the entire year. And I know, I know, Caden. So like, trust me, he just didn't want to play. And he just didn't give a give a shit to like get better at the game. And then he got put into the starting lineup. And yeah, he tried when he got put on the pro team, but like he didn't play or make an effort to play yeah. that, that entire year. Like there was a point, there was points where like he did have that sporadic, like you know, let me try to play. And then again, there was another player like Chino. Chino, yeah. these are both, and I don't have anything against them. It's just facts. Chino could have mm-hmm. played last year. Yeah. Hundred percent, because there was a point where he was playing in challengers, and Gunjar was also playing in challengers. Yeah, they, so he could have played. He just decided not to, and he took the content route. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And he did good by building his his brand and stuff like that as a content creator. I'm just saying, you had the option to play while yeah. still getting paid, and yeah. you decided not to. And you're still getting blessed with opportunities. And I get it. You're a likable person. I get it. It's in one year isn't going to decide, you know, who you are as a player and that you're, yeah. you, know, you don't deserve these opportunities, but that will, will happen. And that yeah. still happens to this day. And it yeah. even happens with players that have zero history in call of duty. Wink, yeah. wink. And I'm yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. You, get the, you get the point yeah, and it yeah. just doesn't make any sense. And I get it. There's upsides to these players. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope, I, I hope, I hope that we can eventually, as far as call of duty, as far as being a real competitive esport, I hope we can eventually get away from that. Um, he's a substitute, but he does content thing, because I really think that it, that hurts. That hurts the like the actual like. How should I? It, it hurts. It hurts the team on how serious this really is. You know what I mean? Well, I mean as like, a strict content creator, yeah, like signing your Optic Maniac wasn't. Yeah, like, and, sh- and shout out, to, yeah, shout out to Optic Maniac. I like him, but still, I, I, like, I like him too. I mean, the yeah. the point, the point. I I roasted teams for this last year. Yeah. So a lot of teams signed these super quote unquote superstar rosters and thought, oh, we're not going to need to make a change. Let's just exactly. sign content creators and you know people that are our homeboys for fun as <laughs> substitutes. Yeah. Okay, then they suck, and yeah. now they're in a pickle where they're like, oh, we should have actually signed some substitutes. Now they have to go out there and spend an extra fifty grand or an extra whatever money for a temporary contract to sign a new player that can actually help them that they're actually trying to get. They didn't prepare. And it happened even with Optic. So Optic, they signed Gunjar and Chino. They didn't use Gunjar once. They did use Chino, but they didn't use Gunjar once. And then also that team was full of main ARs, like AR players. They had Cap, they had Slasher, and they had Dashy at the time, right? Yeah. When they signed the roster. That's literally three assault rifle players. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? Guess who their subs were? Chino and Gunjar. Two more assault rifle players. What <laughs> were you thinking? Did you even think this through? Did you just assume your team was going to be the best team in the world and you just had no use for your subs? Did you didn't they didn't. They just didn't think it through. And I'm using them as an example because that that happens with other that happened with other teams, maybe to a lesser extent, or maybe they just signed content creators. But like, dude, some teams ended up having subs, didn't use the subs, but signed other players. Like yeah. what? <laughs> if you would have just thought this through, your organization, your franchise would have potentially saved money mm-hmm. if you actually thought your substitutes through. Yeah, but no one did so. Maybe well, this year, I'm, I'm I don't really know all the substitutes, but I, I'm hoping that 
a lot of these franchises thought their substitutes through because if they play another year and they have the same issue, they're going to end up having to spend more money to sign other substitutes or other new players into their starting lineup. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole substitute thing. It's just like, I think it just made, it made, it made the teams, it made the league look very Bush, Bush league where very like it, like, almost amateur like signing those type of players or those type of content creators but um yeah it's one of those things where hopefully we can slowly get away from that just to just to make the league actually a real league you know where the best players where if you're if you're on a team if if you're if you're on a a cdl team as a substitute i expect that you're you're one of the top call of duty players in the world Right. If, you're, if you're on the league as a substitute, you should yeah. be competing. Well, especially with this year, with the lack of restrictions to play in challengers, you should be playing in challengers. Period. Exactly. Yeah, and with yeah. the resources that you have as a substitute for a franchise team, you should be at the top of challengers. Mm-hmm. Zero fucking excuses. And yeah. if you are making excuses or downplaying challengers, even though you have all of the resources in the fucking world to compete at your best and attract more players to your challenger team, then you just suck and you should <laughs> not be a substitute, let alone a starter. If you are aspiring to be that, like, yeah. like I had, I like last year, I literally was struggling the entire year. I literally was fighting for my life in these challenger tournaments to put food on the table and, and to pay my rent. Like if yeah. I wasn't performing or if I lost in, in, if I didn't make money in any of the challengers tournament, I was literally losing out on rent money. Like I was yeah. least fighting for my life. Like, if I can sit there with all this stress on my shoulders and still be, you know, at the top of my game, then you have no excuses when you're sitting there making a good amount of money. 50K. And you have all these resources and stuff behind you. Yeah. And you just cannot, you can't perform. You're telling me you cannot perform. Then you just shouldn't be playing. Like, 50, isn't like, yeah, isn't like 50K and a, and a for sure spot to, to live? Yeah. Oh, technically. Yeah. Well, technically they, they have to, but I don't think, um, I don't know if teams are literally housing players right now because of COVID, but yeah, I think they have, they would have like a place to live or they would have like technically that some of them, I think still have to pay their rent and stuff like that. They just just have a HQ with, but the HQ and stuff like that, they don't, um, they are like a lot of teams aren't using right now because of COVID and shit. Because of COVID. So most people are just playing from their apartments or homes. Yeah. Yeah. So so you have resources like, come on, man. There's no excuses. Yeah. And meanwhile, you have top amps struggling to figure out what internet to use for this coming year. Yeah. Yeah, Even like fire 40 lives in like Chicago in a bad area. And like the entire year, this guy was literally, and and it just blew my mind because he had the money to do it. He just didn't want to spend the money. But um, he was playing in in a sweatshop in his room the entire oh, year, every single day during the summer. He was complaining about how it's literally he's playing on 180 degrees and sweating in his chair while playing tournament. I, listen, I believe it. I I pulled up to pick Lewis up in uh for a tournament in uh Indianapolis, and I I was driving to Chicago, so I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna pick you up. I'm like, and I I told him I said, yo, you should have your uh ma or your dad or whoever can they like meet me on the freeway because I don't want to go into the city. And he goes, oh, that's going to be blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just, I'll drive in the city. Give me your address. And I'm just like, all right, we're, cause you know, Chicago's Chicago. You don't, you don't want to get, you don't want to be in the wrong spot. And you could, you, you, you'll get a fucking, a bullet to the head by accident. So I'm pulling up. I get in his neighborhood. I'm like, yo, this, this motherfucker lives in a chief, chief Keith video. Like legit. I felt like I was in a little dirt video or some shit. Like it was a, the straight trenches. And I'm saying yeah. he, he is not lying. People who you guys think he's trolling on Twitter. No, my dude lives in like the hood, like straight up. Like you need to watch your P's and Q's in, in fires neighborhood. Cause he, they will get you. I was, I was bro. I was so like, I'm like, bro. I told him, I'm like, I, I, I thought you were just capping. He goes, no, this is for real. It was so, it was, it was to the point where on the way back when I had to drop him off, I timed it perfectly so that I could drop him off in the morning when the sun was coming up because I don't want to be in that bitch in the dark. Like straight up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you got you got players like that who are literally like, and like you, straight up fighting for their lives. To, to yeah, get, they're trying to, to make to a, kind of, yeah, they're trying yeah. to make the opportunity happen. To be a better spot with, in life, period. Yeah, yeah, with the worst resources possible. Yeah. Like, so, I'm sure so there's one of the worst situations we don't even know about. But yeah. the point is like, 
if you should if you are a challenger and you are signed to a to a team like you should be at the top of your game no freaking excuses and if you're not that's just pathetic it, if you're not that's on you period yep yeah so yeah that's crazy hopefully you know we'll see man i'm 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 very i'm excited for the entire season as far as like i just you're going to see so much there's going to be so many good storylines yeah 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 they're definitely going to be it's it's going to be this will be really one of those this will be a memorable year, especially that we're all kind of we're all realizing, all right, this is all going to be online. Do what you got to do. Get yourself in the spot where you got to get. So are you, are you going to be playing from the West Coast then? Yeah, for now. I mean, thing is, I I'm, I don't really I don't really have an issue. I've been doing it literally my entire career and I've always performed well, even online, because I don't just rely on like fluky game mechanics to like be good. Like I don't rely on like online gameplay. Yeah, so I don't have I have no issues. But also the move to PC helps because even with like, a you know, the, the, the servers will be better. And even with yeah. like a decently high ping. The, if you have like a really good PC or you're just getting like a lot of really like high frames and stuff like that, the mm-hmm. lack of bullshit that or the lack of bullshit that latency is going to like cause you is just less because yeah. everything is worse when you're playing on worse FPS. Then there's just more and there's just more input lag when you're playing on a console or less like less well optimized system. So yeah, a lot true. of the a lot of the online woes will just go like go away or just not be as um <clears throat> not just be as like a as a uh, obvious, so did I don't have an issue for now. Did you build a new PC or or what was yours already still good? No, no, I built my PC literally at the end of Black Ops Four, so my PC is basically a year old. So, so it's got kidding. like it's got like the latest of like basically everything besides the newest graphics card. Which I'm getting one, um, getting one of the new graphics cards, um, this week. One of my friends is hooking me up with like a trade for my current graphics card and retail price for the new one. So, what are you, you going to one of those three eighties? Yeah, I'm getting a thirty eighty. So. I, I, I like the my processor for the Intel is one generation lower than the highest because right now the highest is the um the 10 900 K or something like that it's like the 10 something mm-hmm. and then I have the I I have the 9 K so I have like one generation I have one generation lower and then I have the newest graphics card so my PC is really 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 good yeah um <clears throat> they're they're probably gonna cap the uh the um no you don't think they are. No, it wouldn't make sense. And there's no way to prove that you're you're capping. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, how would they? How would you they can't cap that? FOV. You can't cap frames. The only way you could cap stuff is if, like, when you legitimately booted up into CDL, mm-hmm. it locked your settings, which is uh, just it won't. It will, there, it's just I guarantee there's just no way for that to happen. Yeah. So so if you're a competitive player and you want to take this shit seriously, you better get yourself a PC. Yes. If you're playing on PS5, you will be at a disadvantage, but it's not that severe and the point the, the thing that i i told people and i i think i told this to you mm-hmm. unless you're if you're a top like amateur where you actually have a chance and you if you have the money and or like even if you like even if you're like trying to get if you if you're trying to scrape by if you you're, you take your crafters seriously you're gonna get a pc but if you're like a top like 64 like team or or under like work, getting, a PC, yeah. getting yeah. a pc is not gonna help you yeah. and if you have the resources and the money Go ahead, fine. If you have the money to splurge on it, but if you don't and you still want to compete, just get a fucking PlayStation Five or Xbox, whatever the hell you prefer. That, um, that's, yeah, yeah, that, exactly. That, that's what I've told a lot of people who hit my DMs asking. PC, me having a PS, going from PS Five to a PC, if you're a top 128 player or top top 128 team player, is not going to help you. Like, it's not going to just make you propel you to be a top 32 team, top 16 team, top eight team. It's not going to propel you to that level. You need yeah. to work on other things or yeah. just, you know, just keep it, keep, keep competing on the side, but yeah, keep, keep working your way up to where you eventually have to get a PC because you're yeah. at that level now. Yeah. Or just like, if you really, if you really, really, really want a PC, just start saving up money. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that was a huge thing. People were complaining about I'm like, bro, a lot of you guys complaining don't really need a PC. You guys aren't at that level. Like you, you know what I mean? You guys can wait, like do it smart. Don't, don't spend all your money and then not have money to eat because you think that you need to get a PC to keep up with the top amateur players. And you've never even placed in the top fucking top 24. You know what I mean? Like there's no point of that. Like you're hurting yourself, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for the whole PC switch. Um, just, just, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I, you, you, you've seen this coming for a while, right? You, you expected the PC switch like a while ago. Like, 
Yeah, I was, yeah. I was I kind of knew that it was going to happen like last year. Yeah. Like not last year, but Black Ops Four. Like I, exactly, I knew yeah, that Black, was probably going to happen. So. Yeah, Black Black Ops Four was when I was predicting. I said this, it's going to go to PC because that's going to make like it'll just make us make us like a legit esport. You know what I mean? As far as like, I don't know. It there was always the PC players always trying to talk. I think eventually, I think eventually, Call of Duty will move for esports to completely cross play like cross platform cross you know input everything i think eventually we'll be playing we'll, like you'll have the option to be a pro and use a keyboard and a mouse or a controller i'm yeah I have, yeah yeah, yeah. That, that, and, that's what they're gonna do first yeah one thing i'll give props to mw is that they took steps to making sure that that was actually possible and fair because you see it in warzone and you see it with the settings so having like dynamic aim curve and mm-hmm. stuff like that in the game and all those goods, all those options to change your sensitivity and to be as precise as possible yeah. is, is, a, is a step forward in terms of allowing cross input uh, competition. Because if you give controller players the tools to keep up with um, keyboard and mouse players, then it can be a fair playing field and you can yeah. compete with both. That's what like Diamond Dynamic was so good because Dynamic will allow you to be a lot more precise, like almost yeah. if you had a mouse, but with the controller. Yeah. And like you see it in Warzone, like there's really good controller players. There's really good PC players. There's really good controller players that will smoke PC players. And mm-hmm. there's really good PC players that will smoke people with controllers. Like it goes both ways. And I think eventually competition could be both. Yeah. What, uh, what, what, what so my, yeah. you know, what controller are you going to use for, uh, for the PC? Uh, right now I'm using Xbox One. Xbox One? Yeah. That's what I've been using. Oh, so does, does it feel good? Yeah, it just feels a lot more, you know, nice in my hands. I hate the PS4 controller, and I had to claw it because it felt like it just didn't fill fill my hand. So like I had to claw for it to fill up my hand and to feel yeah. like I was actually holding a controller because it just did not feel good whenever I would hold it normally. It's yeah. like too small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's gonna be interesting to that how that's all gonna work out with um, uh, that situation with the controllers and people are gonna be, you know going back and forth and trying to figure out. So now what, what's your, we'll, we'll wrap this up here. What's your goals for, for this year coming season? Like what, what's your overall, is your overall goal just to be in the league no matter any way possible or what's your, what's your overall goal? Yeah, just try again, league, um, keep showing them a valuable teammate, valuable player, continue to show people I'm getting better. And like, I don't just stay complacent and I get better every year and awesome. I'm perform, you know, yeah. of my game. All the time, no matter what. <laughs> also, another question I wanted to ask you. Um, so the last, you know, especially this year, you've really like took in that whole role of like helping these younger players, especially the real talented ones who do have legitimate shots of, of getting league spots. You've really helped you've kind of been like the the clayster type of type of player in, in the amateur scene or the challenger scene as far as helping mold these guys and giving them advice and hey do this don't do that if a league of a league team approached you and said hey aggie we want to bring you in but we don't want to bring you in as a player we want to bring you in as a coach or a, a manager or whatever would you take that position i don't know maybe it depends how like much money probably if it yeah. was like so much money i can't pass it up then yeah but if it was like you know, something average and probably not because I still I want to compete and I know my worth like and I personally believe that I'm on the level of like Krim and Clay and like Aches and those guys where like I have so much value as like a like and not only as a player, but, like I would bring so much value as like a coach that mm-hmm. like if you're not paying me, you know, like one of the best, if not the best coach in the league, then I'm not signing with you like. I have, I will bring a lot, I mean, no offense to any of the coaches and I'm not trying to push any of their buttons, but like there's very few coaches in the league that I feel like have the same value as me, if not, you know, more. And that's, yeah. there's probably like, you know, there's, you know, Crowder and, and Rambo, like those guys hundred percent, like those guys are, are high tier coaches where high tier players, lots of experience, but like other than that, like, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're not bringing, you wouldn't bring more to a team than I would if I were to coach your team. So I mean, that's just, but that's just another conversation. I'm not worried about coaching right now. Yeah, that's true. So all right, so last question, last question. Um, let's say you were you were a GM of a league team right now, and you wanted to bring in, you wanted to bring in one or two young players. Which which top which amateur players? If you were a GM in the league, 
which amateur players would you want to bring into your roster? Mm, players that are not signed right now. Not signed, yeah. Not it, none, none, none that are signed. Mm, yeah, probably like fire, sit, maybe Sib. The thing that worries me about Sib, and I like Sib as a person. I'm not here to rag on him. Maturity. He's a very, he's a very emotional player, <laughs> and he doesn't like to admit that. But yeah. he's even like you can just see it, and he's he's a very emotional player. So he he would need a lot of like mental coaching. I'm not trying to say he's a psychopath or anything, but I'm no, talking like, yeah. he needs to learn how to toughen up. Yeah, and not be mentally weak. Other yeah. than that, fire. He's really mentally. So he's different. He's he's a mental. He's a very mentally strong person. Mm-hmm. Funny guy. He's very confident. But yeah. he needed more coaching along the gameplay side. Yeah, um, like Sib. Yeah. He just you know Sib's a very smart kid. So yeah. it's just it's just it's like they're they're like two sides to a coin. It's actually kind of funny. Exactly. And, then there's, and then there's Standy, who's a little bit, he's a little bit of, of, of both. He's like a pretty mentally strong person and he's, he's like a pretty damn good player too, but yeah. he's like, he's not, he's not on the level of like gameplay of Sib in terms of like individual gameplay. I think Sib's like a smarter player. Yeah. Knows more, more talented, but he's also not on like the 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 mental strength side of like fire in terms of confidence. But he's good at both. Like he he's like it's weird. It's like they're like they're all like the same player. One is just, one just excels at one thing, and then yeah. the other one like excels at the other. And then the other one is a balance of the other. So they yeah. know both of them. It's actually kind of like funny if you look at it that way. But yeah. like those three guys have a lot of potential for sure. And then there's there's definitely some more players. I'm trying to like actually think here of like who I played with last year. Um, that have like a lot of like potential. Oh, there's like Pentagram. Pentagram. He's got a lot of potential. He's a he's a he's a good kid. He's a he's a bit of a head case sometimes, but he's yeah. very talented as well. There's like there's a lot of young talent. Um, that is actually pretty damn good. Sells. He's a pretty. He's not. He's like not as young as some of these other guys, but he's still a young guy and he's he's pretty smart. He's a very talented kid. Um, uh, who else is there? Dylan Rex. He's yeah. again very very talented, but. A little bit on the weaker side mentally. Same yeah. guy, same thing. There's a lot of players that are like that though. Yeah. Just, it's 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 like the biggest thing with AMs. It's just the composure aspect that that holds a lot of them back. So but there's yeah. there's a lot of AMs. Those are a few of them that I think are are you know really good players. You know you got um, Hamza, Zap, those guys too. Trist Spoof, like those guys all are good. Yeah. So man, hey, like I said, I appreciate you coming on here, bro. Um, been trying to get you on here for a couple like a month or so. So to finally have you on here is is going to be a uh, I appreciate it, but um, so you got the challengers thing going on, and uh, is, are you, you going to be focusing on content at all, or, is, or are you just gonna? I mean, like, content for me just comes from streaming whatever I'm playing competitively during yeah. the season. I just if I'm going to play something, I just turn the stream on. Like I don't really just focus on content where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go make a video, or I'm going to oh, go yeah, do, yeah, yeah. do that. I just put my stream on and do what I do on a daily basis, and yeah. I call it content. So. All right, man. Like I said, appreciate you coming on here. Um, for for everybody listening, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna be bringing you guys more and more of these. I got a couple other players that I'm trying to get some times down, and uh, hopefully, it can this this will go up tomorrow. So hopefully, I can get you guys another one by the end of the week. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Shout out to Parasite for coming on here. Um, like I said, it was a great interview, great talk, and. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, more more content like this going to be coming out more, as much as possible during this off season, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. All right, have a good night, guys.